This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. 910 The Fan in Richmond. And you can take us on the go wherever you may be with the Odyssey app. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network presented by Crop Metcalf. Official heating and cooling company, the Junkies, looking to be their next five-star HVAC technician or plumber. Visit CropMetcalf.com to join their team. Got a packed final hour. Dylan Strom, Caps' leading scorer, will join us coming up at 945. He scored two goals last night. Unfortunately, Capitals lost. Yep. But we're going to talk some NFL playoffs, get into the AFC Championship with Evan Washburn, reporter for the NFL on CBS. You can catch the Chiefs versus Ravens on CBS this Sunday at 3 p.m. Hey, Evan. What's up, fellas? Good to be with you. What's hey, up? Thanks, man. So you know that Ravens team very, very well and Lamar well. Um, did you see this season coming from Lamar? Some people thought pressure. He signs the huge contract, and the guys just crushed it. Yeah, I'm not so much surprised by Lamar because I just know how incredibly motivated he is to finally push through. And, I mean, he did it to some degree last week and now push through and get to a Super Bowl. I mean, he's been talking about it since draft night. I would say I'm a little surprised just overall. I mean, I do their preseason games. We may have talked during the preseason. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you really have no clue just because there's so many guys. and You're kind of figuring things out on the fly. And then they have a couple odd losses. Our crew had them and. Pittsburgh when they lost late that game and then the Colts game was kind of puzzling so you thought hey this is a good team but maybe they you know haven't really figured it out but what impressed me is they've improved as the year's gone on and that's sounds basic but a lot of teams don't do it hey what can you tell us about McDonald the defensive coordinator he's a candidate for the head coaching job here in DC with the commanders what are what's his personality like we know the defense is great but what is he like I think you guys would love him. He, he's got a great personality. I've probably talked to him, I don't know, a handful of times in meetings and then just in passing and super authentic, down to earth, doesn't like the spotlight, doesn't like the attention, but in the room talking to players, he really commands it. He's able to kind of identify with them. He talks their language, and I think that's so key, especially with the way the league is now with so many young players. He's a young guy. He has that, and he's – got a pedigree i mean he's been with this organization back to when he was an intern goes back to georgia that's where he kind of got started and then obviously spent his years in michigan so from a schematic standpoint he's got it all and then well not too much forward because he's a coordinator in those rooms from what i hear his leadership is through the roof so that's what you want 
if you're an organization looking for your next head coach. I'm just I fall more towards the I want a leader. I want a CEO. I don't necessarily need your scheme. We'll figure that stuff out. But I, I think Mike has those things at the ripe age of 36. And one of our producers is a huge Ravens guy. He's a huge Baltimore guy. And uh, now listen, <clears throat> he's got this weird arrogance right now where he's like, <laughs> we're winning the Super Bowl. And most fans are way too superstitious for that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I yeah. think I would say most savvy fans, like, you, you can't count your chickens, right? But he's, and he starts spewing off these DVOA stats and everything. And he was telling us the other day, the, he, he basically thinks, even though they lost four or five games in a regular season, it's the best. He's making the argument, especially if they finish this off, this is the best football team in history. <laughs> like, he really wow. thinks that. Subtle, subtle. Um, <laughs> look, I would agree to some degree the metrics are through the roof, especially the one that always I stand on. What have you done against the best teams in the league? And that point differential's through the roof. And I was on the sidelines for the Miami game, and that was mm-hmm. somewhat shocking. The San Francisco one we all saw on Christmas was unbelievable. But don't forget – Freddy Krueger's coming to Baltimore Sunday. Jason Voorhees. I mean, this is Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And look, they aren't, at least on paper, what they've been in previous years. But they, to me, are the modern-day Patriots, or at least on that way. And until you slay that giant, it's it's still a tall order. And that that's, I think, got to be on the minds of fans of this Ravens team. I know it's on the mind of those players because they've been as locked in as Lamar likes to say, as any team I've seen this year. And it, well, feel, it feels it, like the offense is built to counteract <laughs> the chiefs. Cause they, you know, they averaged 370 yards per game in the regular season scored 28 and a half points. Like it's not just a defensive led effort. It's Todd Munkin and the import of mm-hmm. him from Georgia helping out the offense. So it's not just the defense, you know, trying to hold people, to 17 to 20 points per game. The offense is, you know, amongst the best in the game. No doubt. And, and they're multiple. They're balanced. And that's just what we haven't seen from this team in previous years. And I think that was the goal when they brought in Tom Munkin, when they signed Odell, when they drafted Zay Flowers. It was all in an organizational-wide effort to elevate the passing game and Lamar Jackson and the offense as a whole. And I think at this point, you can check all three of those boxes. Talking to Evan Washburn, covers the NFL for CBS. Of course, you can catch the Chiefs versus Ravens on CBS this Sunday at 3 p.m. You know, you may say that the Chiefs aren't as good on paper, but with Mahomes, Kelsey, and now Pacheco's a running threat. You know, he's running hard for them. What are are your impressions of that running game that they have in KC? He's violent, and I know that's a term that gets thrown around for him, but it's just so accurate. And I think the... The game within the game, and for true football fans, I can't wait to watch Roquan Smith and Isaiah Pacheco meet up in the hole over the course of four quarters. I mean, that that is going to be appointment viewing. Throw Patrick Queen into that mix, Kyle Hamilton, because Pacheco's going to bring it. And I, I haven't seen a player probably since AP, Adrian Peterson. Now he's not on that level as a whole, just saying that. But just that, that intensity in which his legs keep churning – after contact and almost inviting contact. I don't know how long it's sustainable in terms of a career path, but, man, right now it's fun to watch. Evan, um, I think Buffalo did a poor job in pass coverage, especially against Kelsey and a couple of those. I mean, that that's first touchdown, he was wide open. Um, so I don't know what they were doing there. 
it just seems like you anytime Kelsey's running a route, you've got a minimum, you've got to know exactly where he's going and maybe double him because you know that's where Mahomes wants to go. So that being said, what is Baltimore going to do defensively uh, in the secondary to combat that? And who's going to be um, who's in charge of you know kind of knowing where Kelsey's going to be, especially in the secondary? Well, if it's Pacheco and Roquan for maybe show number one, Kyle Hamilton, the All Pro, the second year guy out of Notre Dame, and Kelsey's going to be right there as another unbelievable matchup. And Hamilton has moved all over the field; he's just become the ultimate chess piece. But for the majority of time this season, he's become the Ravens' best ver- uh, best option at the slot position. And that's often where Kelsey will line up right off the line of scrimmage. So I would expect to see a lot of Kyle Hamilton versus Travis Kelsey, which is, is an awesome matchup. But, look, they're going to throw a lot of things his way. And, and circling back to Mike McDonald, that's what's made him such a successful defensive coordinator, just how multiple – this is a really challenging scheme to learn. You talk to players going back to training camp, it's – man, their head's spinning, but now it's kind of clicked. They all know what they need to do. And I think, look, priority number one is going to be affecting Mahomes and then dealing with Pacheco and Kelsey. Mm -hmm. Talking to Evan Washburn, sideline reporter on CBS for the AFC primarily, but I wanted to kind of get your opinion here in Washington. Everybody wants to figure out who the next head coach is, and it's all these coordinators. And you talked about Mike McDonald being great. And I don't know if Along the way, have you had a chance to ever meet Ben Johnson or Aaron Glenn? Because I know you're primarily doing AFC games. Yeah, I have not. Uh, obviously, we, I think we did a preseason game at the Lions maybe last year, but it, it was one of those things where you're kind of just talking to Dan Campbell. Uh, but I trust what I hear from other people about both guys, and, and Dan Campbell specifically, too. I mean, Aaron Glenn's kind of a known commodity because he played in the league, and, mm-hmm. and he's been in the league for a while as a coach. Ben Johnson is kind of one of these wonder kids who's kind of shot through the system, but he's been around a while. He goes back to Miami with Dan Campbell and the stories Campbell talks about Ben Johnson walking in to his office to diagram things. So look, the scheme's obvious. I did go to Detroit last week and talk to Taylor Decker ahead of their, uh, their divisional round game. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he spoke to Ben Johnson's ability similar to Mike McDonald to connect with players and and have that system that while important and all the scheme and stuff but kind of attach himself to them as humans and and I again I think that's what's important so I think that a guy like Mike Vrabel like these kind of unknown commodity who's just the ultimate alpha leader and still a young guy so can do all the things that um, some of these other young coaches can do it would be my first choice for any team but I understand why an organization like Washington would be attracted to somebody like Ben Johnson or Mike McDonald. What are your thoughts on Harbaugh going to L.A.? I mean, it's felt like it's been destined now for a while. Right, I mean, there's right. been so many rumblings about his interest in getting back in the league and then obviously attaching himself to a quarterback like Justin Herbert just makes too much sense. And Look, I, I have to imagine, I was watching a clip again this morning that kind of came across my feed of John Harbaugh talking about winning that Super Bowl over Jim. And I don't know how many times you guys have interacted with either. Um, I've, I've spent a lot more time with John. But their competitive uh, nature is almost at another level, and that's weird in a sport that's just built with that. But mm-hmm. I have to imagine once Jim kind of took care of business at Michigan – 
now at, you know, on, on his wall is, all right, Super Bowl. I got to get one because my, uh, my brother's got one. What makes John special as a coach? You know, we're, we're talking about kind of these coaches and now the trend towards young offensive minds. He actually, I think, coached both sides of the ball before going to special teams. Um, what do you think makes him such a successful head coach? Because he's sustained this now for almost two decades. Yeah, I, it's a great question, and I've spent a lot of time thinking about it. Because when you're close to something, you want to understand why, and you don't fall victim to just, oh, yeah, he's a good coach. Look, I think he has the CEO stuff down. He is a, a ultimate motivator and leader. I mean, he spends so much, I mean, when we've had meetings, time thinking about ways to engage his players and set the tone and the culture, all those buzzwords. But the thing I've really come around to leading up to this game and maybe a possible Super Bowl run is his ability to identify coaching talent and to build out staffs. Hmm. He has a big staff. They, if you go on the roster there and look at the amount of coaches he has in comparison to some other teams in the league, it's a long list. And he's built out an internship program back in 2014. That led to Mike McDonald coming to Baltimore wow. and doing what he's done. So I think that's something he doesn't get enough credit for because there's been a lot of turnover. When you're good, your coordinators, your position coaches get get poked and, and get, get taken away. And his ability to constantly – restaff this team and and build position coaches that really teach the game I and mean, we joked about the the, the uh, preseason record where they hadn't lost a game and whatever it'd been you know a number of years well that's an unnecessary stat what it spoke to to me was he's got position coaches that are coaching the bottom of the roster so that when they go in these games those guys are playing and they're performing and then you look across the league guys it's littered with former ravens and former guys that were cut that couldn't make the team. And that, look, starts with Eric Tocosta and Ozzy, but it's John building out the coaching staff that's teaching these guys the game. Yeah, and Anthony Weaver's a great example of that. He's getting head coaching sniffs already at the age of 43. Like, he's a guy that's that's not a household name, but he's well-respected, obviously, within NFL coaching circles. And he's constantly challenging himself and the organization to to sort of improve. I mean, Look, they've been good for a while, and Greg Roman was incredibly effective in building out a scheme that highlighted Lamar's talents, but John made the challenging decisions, it would appear, also with Don Wink-Martindale, to a defensive coordinator had a top defense. I mean, he's always challenging, I imagine, himself, but also the team and the organization to, hey, how can we get that little bit better? And I think that's what has allowed this thing to sustain for so long, on top of finding Lamar Jackson, um, of course. And then and have them in this position. Hey, kind of going backwards because I'm sure you've interviewed Josh Allen many times. Um, what do you make of this narrative that the Bills can't get over the hump and that he can't get over the hump? I, I don't buy it at all. I think it's it's uh, you know bull, whatever you want to call it. I I'm love Josh you. Allen as a dude. I think he's right there with Mahomes and Lamar in, in that group of three, four, however you want to stack it fine by me I think if you look at the Bills situation this year and you mentioned it not being able to guard Kelsey you have to understand that it's there's excuses and there's explanations and there's an explanation as to why the Bills found themselves in the position to some degree outside of just shanking a field goal that's as beat up a defense as there is in the NFL right now they lost Matt Milano Tredavious White Bernard the week prior while we always say next man up or at least the teams do and there's some reality and truth to that at some point, there's 
diminished returns. So I don't put that on Josh Allen. And I know plenty of people have made the point that he's done all he needs to do in a lot of these games, whether it's the 13-second game, to get Buffalo over the hump. So none of that, while it inevitably falls on the quarterback, is deserving in my opinion. Hey, can you give us an idea of just what the travel was like and just the experience in those horrible weather games, um, the Kansas City-Miami <laughs> game, and then, of course, in the Buffalo game? Yeah, it, it, it's rough. I, I go back to I had Buffalo-New England, I think it was two years ago, in the wild card round. It's up there in whatever ranking of coldest games. And I always say, once you hit that kind of like feels like negative something, it's <laughs> all the same. And the, the biggest challenge specific to, to my role is keeping your mouth from from numbing up because if uh, as a sideline reporter you'll go 10 15 possibly 20 minutes without getting on the air so not having that sort of projection broadcast voice however you want to describe it so you can sound like you've had a few on the sidelines and all mm. of a sudden well shank shine for right. i mean like because your your jaws numb so I, right i'm chewing gum i've got my whole face covered in those scenarios and the reality is your brain gets a little fatigued. But I also say it's fun to be a part of games that are in the elements. Snow's super cool. Rain's annoying, but, you know, it does add something. So there is something to kind of the buildup. The ones that really affect you, I had it week one, are where you have no sense that it's going to be a bad weather day. So you're kind of like, hey, yeah, nice fall day. And then all of a sudden it's raining and 50 for four quarters, and then you're kind of miserable. Well, Cakes would tell you, if you're chewing something on the sideline, keep away from uh, Zins. Yeah, don't do the Zins. I tried one on the air and it did not uh, did not end well. well. Yeah. yeah, please stay away. I haven't dipped my toe in that. It just seems too uh, too good. And I, uh, while I've kept myself in check for the most part, um, it feels like once you start down that road, uh, there, there may be no going back. Stay away. Yeah, stay well, there will be going back from Cakes because <laughs> yep. it was miserable. That's mm-hmm. one and done. One yep. and done. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I appreciate it, buddy. You got it, guys. Have a good one. Yep, All right, you too. Evan Washburn, reporter for the NFL on CBS. Mm-hmm, he's great. Got Chiefs, Ravens, CBS this Sunday at 3 o'clock. That's going to have at least 50 million viewers. Yeah, like the must, ratings must watch. have only Lurch. gone up for the NFL. It's absurd. Yeah, what do watch. you think about Valdez kind of proclaiming? He's basically trying to make the argument they're the best team of all time, especially if they close this I'm out. I'm just saying, if you look at the weighted DVOA, which is a, a statistics-based that this team is better than the 85 Bears. It's better than the 91 Washington Redskins. It's better than the 2007, was it 17-0 and Patriots. Mm-hmm. The statistics back up the argument if you look at weighted DVOA. I can't. I'm not, I don't get into the stats. Yeah, you I'm, gotta, I'm, you gotta I'm win not a, arguing with you. You've got to win a ring to be considered one of the greatest. Yeah, I thought that that 2017 was guaranteed to no, win. No, and when they do, you'll be able to say they're the greatest team of well, all time. Yeah, you're very confident that they're going to win. Problem. But, but, if, those, but if they school, do win, I will be. The losses in the regular season. Right? I will yeah, agree with that they're certainly, I don't know if they're the greatest team, if you want to throw out the metrics. but The, the 13 and be 4, like, I would. In my just like when you said, what's the best team ever saw would be the '85 Bears. They lost one game. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I know Charlie rooted for. Well, he's biased, but I, I think the fact the '91 Redskins won a poll that the NFL did at one point. Do you remember? I think yeah. NFL.com did a poll and '91 Redskins won. Right. Um, and then you I'm did not have, saying that it is. You know, the Dolphins would say their undefeated season. They're always. Yeah, I mean, I guess they would have to be. That's in there. kind of before my time, but they won a Super Bowl and went undefeated. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. Did it? Was their schedule hard that year? Like, <laughs> I mean, you know no. what I mean? Like, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. But the the, the, the impressive Johnny the impressive thing about the Ravens this year 
And again, I'm not going to consider them the greatest team of all time. I mean, they've got to win a, a Super Bowl first. Right, of right. All. If they do, but they were very, um, they were gr- really good against winning teams with winning records. Right. That's what. That's what. Evans so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So they've had a really good regular season, but you got to win a Super Bowl. They beat be the Niners. Would you be as confident as him? Like he thinks he's no. not worried about Kansas City at all. Would you rest oh, I Andrews? Be, I would definitely be worried this week, Valdez. Last week uh, you were cocky. Uh, Trot him out as a decoy. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, open up EB's entertainment page. Still have Dylan Strom from the Caps. That's at 945 here on The Junkies. Welcome. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back on an open line Thursday presented by Window Nation. Fuel, silly intro. Search it for new windows and doors. Search windownation.com. Their windows are measured to fit the first time and installed by experts to last. Window Nation for your home because it's where you live. We're about an hour since you first put the uh, sins in your mouth. You yep. recovered completely? or uh, About 90%. Don't feel 100% yet, but. Yeah, you still look a little off. Yeah, a little peaked. Oh. Hey, you look a little off. Oh, this is this is this is puddle of mud, not fuel. This is puddle of mud. Oh. What's the fuel song? That shimmer. Sounds? It's like shimmer. Yeah. That's the one I really like. Jason, right, why don't you play, give him an play apple? Play fuel shimmer next. Would you eat no, one I'm, of his I'm, apples? I'm not really hungry. That, it, it it did suppress your appetite. Suppress the appetite. Yeah, and I'm usually hungry by now. He by about d- nine nine yeah. a.m. You're starting to get your color back. Starting to, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really did a number on. Yeah, him. it's. <laughs> It, you Threw scared you scared me straight. I was thinking, ah, what could you know? What, what's the big deal? Yeah, I, w- I'll I would. Do one. I would advise against it. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't partake. No way. Mm. Not interested. Nope. Not, not interested in feeling like garbage. Nope. All right, I know we're going to get to the EP. Should we sneak in a couple calls here on open yeah, line Thursday? I also want to yeah. give a spoiler thing. I forgot to mention this to Valdez and Lurch, who got the golf guys here. Uh, so one of these, um, one of these guys I follow, you know, whatever. He normally does lessons, but he did a, a gossipy thing. He said his live source told him Victor Hovland's confirmed. Oh, I saw Hovland and Anthony Kim. Anthony Kim, too. Anthony now, Kim. Now, here's the thing with Anthony Kim. Now, where has he been? Here's the thing with Anthony Kim. 
The word is, is Liv isn't going after him. He's mm-hmm. going after Liv. Mm-hmm. Because his deal is if he ever tees it up again professionally, he loses money. And he's asking, so he can't, the PGA Tour will never do it, but he's asking Liv if Liv would pay off Just his $10 million thing he has to pay back. The, insur- PGA Tour. the insurance. The insurance thing yeah. he's paid back. And then he's apparently sending him videos of him smoking tee shots. See the guy that used to wear the big belts? Yeah, he was a baller. He was and he was also to... a partier, but he uh, he had injured his back. He had like an Achilles thing or something. There was a lot of stuff. And so he took like a $10 million or Insur- $20 million yeah. dollar payout. Policy. I know yeah. vaguely about him. He's and, a prodigy. Actually, he's a prodigy, but no one's, he's been like a recluse. Yeah. No one's seen him yeah, in like 12, he, 13 years. Where's he playing? There was one picture of him, apparently in Dallas. There was one picture of him in Vegas. He looked like I think he's all into like a vegan and all that stuff too. And he's got a ton of tattoos. He looks seriously looks like a heroin addict. <laughs> he looks strung out. So Victor Hovland, would they announce that after this year or well, they, like immediate? It, it, well, Adrian Moronk just uh, withdrew from the Farmers. And, he's another name that's been rumored. And he's supposed to be joining. Live. Victor Hovland hasn't played in any of these recent events, and he's been super critical of the tour. He played in Hawaii. Pretty sure Hovland he just played, played in the Century Tournament of Champions. He, he didn't play. play he didn't play in. He did Sony. play. He didn't play in that one. He didn't play in the Amex. Yeah. Well, the first one was like the signature. Signature, event, yeah. But he hasn't. He hasn't played in the Amex. Hasn't played at Sony. He's not playing in uh, Tory this week. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm not saying it's true. But and the guy said he says he, he says his live source. He thinks it's true. The Kim thing he doesn't know, but that's the rumor. Well, if he doesn't play in Pebble Beach, which is a signature. Mm-hmm. Then that's probably yeah, probably going to happen. All right, let's go real quick. Let's go to <coughs> Kevin, and then of course we got EP here. We'll knock that out. Kevin, what's up, buddy? Hey guys, good morning. Um, so I just had a call about Ovi, uh, the Caps, but Ovi more specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been questioning why his goals have gone down, why the production isn't there. Mm-hmm. We've talked about you know the talent around him allowing the defenses to close on him. Well, his age too, mm-hmm. right? And his age, obviously, right. but. Uh, you know, he's working with a new coaching staff and we do see coaches turn over left and right. And we know what we know about Ted with uh, wanting to this record, not only for Ovi, but for his own legacy. How long is his leash with Carberry? And I know Carberry is in a tough spot because it's a rebuilding year. There's more than you know one piece needed to get you know, production up. But the Islanders fired their coach after going to the playoffs last year and with a better record than the Caps are just about the same. It's not Ted's right track record, though, really. Yeah, although he just quick. did it with sure. Wes Unseld. Now, Wes Unseld's been here for a couple seasons. He's seconds. really more and patient with the, on the hockey I think it side. depends, Kevin, on next year. If the team gets worse next year, okay, then Carbs might be in trouble. But if they're getting better, right. then obviously yeah. you can't let him go. Right, and we know that Carberry's doing things that, you know, we had a lot of young talent that he's trying mm-hmm. to work, work up, but... Ovi's bread and butter over the years has been the power play, and it's just not there. And I get it, we don't have backstrom, but, I mean, if this old guy who's losing speed, losing shot power, we can still put him in the office. We need someone in there that can, you know, focus the attention on getting – I know he's getting the shots, but, I mean, the only thing we do know is that there's a new coaching staff. Ovi's been consistent year after year after year. Well, except that, put, except that when we had – to start the season, when we had the locker and Joe B on there, and they mm-hmm. both were adamant that specifically in that power play situation, because everyone knows he can't skate like he used to, they're playing him tighter than ever. Right. So right. so he just doesn't have the time to get that ripper off, even though it's probably not that diminished. Do you know what I'm saying? So you, you think if we 
squeak out of the playoffs or even just landslide and uh, focus on next year, you think that Carberry's safe going into the season? I think so. I think he's safe. you got to yeah. remember, they're trying to thread the needle here. They're trying to okay. hold on to aging players and bring in new guys. Like, it's... What they're trying to do is virtually impossible. He signed a four-year deal. Yeah, and it's, it's like tough a ri- to fire he's a guy he's with been a rising star in the three coaching and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, we like him. Why are you advocating the? the why are you doing no, that? To I'm us? not advocating. I, I'm throwing it out there. I like the guy. Oh. No, he's he's so. safe. He's safe. He's safe. All right. Thank. Hey, awesome. th- Kevin. Thank you, buddy. No problem. Enjoy thank you. Your thank day. you. And maybe it. they know he's doing the right things. Maybe he's doing some wrong things. I don't know. But maybe they believe he's doing the right things. But he's limited by the roster. Yeah. And. Dude, should they're trying to thread the needle. Ted Leonsis value Ovi breaking the record more than wins? He might. We can as fans. He might. He might. He wants that moment. Well, Ovi, yeah, of course. He might, I mean, he Ovi might. did so much for the team. He's got. He has to. Yeah, he, and he's he still a player. Huge, I mean, he'd he's rather make the playoffs draw. every year, but he's he, a massive draw for Ted. Like you huge. can't overestimate that. I know when I put the I mean, game just on think for those two or three weeks, those two or three games when he didn't play, I was a little <laughs> less interested. I just was. When he, he, I was a little less interested in the games. I go, where's Ovi? Yeah. Oh, he's not playing? <clears throat> uh, eh. All right. I'll watch Stroma. It's the first thing that I look a at when I look interested. at box scores. Yeah. Well, uh, just think about how much attention this team will get when he's one one short of Gretzky. Or ten. Massive. Nine. No, I'm saying eight. but one when he can tie it. No, or I know. When, he, when he can beat it. But there's going to be a countdown as he gets really close. Oh, of course. It's going to get really close. But, cr- I, like but the nationally. I mean, we're already nationally. counting it down. We have a sponsored countdown. Yeah. They just haven't gotten no, many I mean, what I mean, like, where the whole country is yeah. locked in. All right, let's go to Josh. Upper Marble. Josh, what's up, bud? What's going on, Donkey Kong? What's up, Josh? Hey, so listen, um, <sighs> I wanted to see if you guys saw this article by Warren Sharp about how the NFL basically pushed the panic button and assigned the worst possible ref for the Ravens to this game so that they can try to get Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl. I know it sounds super conspiracy theory, but but Sharp breaks it down. So this guy, Sean Smith, and I tagged you in it, um, JP, on the junk's handle, so if you want to check it out. Mm-hmm. This, this ref, Sean Smith, apparently home teams usually win about 55% of the time. With Sean Smith, home teams win 40.8% of the time. So it's crazy. Valdez, does that give me a little, uh, little <laughs> anxiety? You got to use the bathroom? Uh, yeah, I don't buy into conspiracy too. theory. And plus, but listen, if, the spread is nuts, too. Home teams cover 49% of spreads, and under Smith, it's 37%. So, I mean, even Vegas like can see this this thing. I mean, it's really – it's. I, I don't know. I'm not a conspiracy guy, but – this, this, I'm this totally a conspiracy is, guy. Well, this is why your theory. This is this, why your theory shot is because right. it's to get Taylor at the Super Bowl. Well, anyone, any Swifty knows this. They that, know this. They know this is that Taylor's uh, uh, heiress tour is going to be in Japan on the same day as the Super Bowl. Yeah, but you don't think she would cancel that to go? She's to not the... going to cancel her heiress tour. To go to the Super Bowl. She's got Postpone four it. nights at the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. Postpone it. The last gig is the Saturday so, before the Super Bowl. If they're, I mean, they seem to be over the top. I think they're annoying. They make me want to feel like cakes out of Zen. Right? <laughs> I want to puke. If, if Travis Kelsey's in the Super Bowl, she's going to postpone that. She's going to postpone the concert. No chance. I, 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 I don't I, think that's happening. Apparently, Sean Smith, whoever this guy is. No he, way she missed. He officiated it. two Chiefs games this year. Chiefs lost both. Now... By looking at her tour itinerary, she plays the Tokyo Dome on Saturday, February 10th. 
Then she has a six-day gap between that and her Australia tour. So she can make it. So, like, is she really going to fly from halfway around the world, from Tokyo yeah. to Vegas? Yeah, she's probably and then back to Australia. She's a silly sleep number bed in her uh, jet, in her private silly. I mean, I guess technically it could happen. It's happening. Trust me. And she's got 12 extra hours. It's happening. Oh, that's true. Right. I would think she's Shouldn't not think missing the that. Super Bowl. She's not missing the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm telling you, no way. Well, she's she's missing it because the Ravens are probably going to beat the Chiefs. That's correct. Ooh. Unless the Sam Smith or whatever the guy's name is. <laughs> the Sam what's, Smith what's doctor? The Sam, the Sean name? Smith. Sean Smith. Unless hey, Valdez. Also, I'm not a loser that blames the refs all the time. <laughs> all right. All right. But let's, you know what? Let's see what happens. Let's file it. Let's see if it becomes a poop show. Let's see if there's 17 penalties on uh, the Ravens. <laughs> Sean Smith. Again, I just read it. They... He did two Chiefs games this year. Chiefs lost both. So maybe the Chiefs go in three with Sean Smith there. Yeah, but maybe they yeah, were but at home. Yeah, where were they? Where were they? Were they <laughs> yeah. home games or away games? Because the stick is he's not anti. I'd have, let me go back and look at the schedule. Hold on. Maybe he's like got this machismo that he you know, usually against the crowd. Usually, right, usually right. You, the, the, the crowd helps the referees or, or whatever. And the the calls go for the home team, and he wants to go the other way. He likes the I'm attention. not biased by the Makes crowd. Makes it all about him. He says, I'm not biased by the crowd. Makes it all about him. Yeah. Could be. Just a theory. Jason, do you see where Eagles, those games? All right. The Eagle game was a home game. For who? For Chiefs. the Chiefs. And they lost. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Where's the other all right. one? <laughs> what's the other? What's the other team that they played? I think he said it was the Packer game. Hold on. Where was the Packer game? That was, was in Lambo. That was at Green. That was at Green Bay, and and okay. So, so that one was, was, so that was one, one was, and one there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, we'll come back. We'll get into the EP. Make no mistake. The cold. We got Dylan Strom next. Strom. He, he got bumped. Okay, we'll do it tomorrow. Make no mistake. The cold washing winter weather is here. Is your home's heating system ready to go the distance? Assure your family's comfort all season long. Call my guys, the five star heating experts. They were just at my house. A Crop Metcalf. Not only will your Crop Metcalf five-star technician properly fix and maintain your system, but it has the knowledge and experience to catch potential problems before you're left out in the cold. Call 1-800-GO-CROP or visit CropMetcalf.com. Crop Metcalf, I'm the five-star technician, proud partner of the Washington National. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela 
is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is Adam Bull with breaking news on 106.7 The Fan, brought to you by BetQL. While the Washington Wizards have moved on from Wes Unseld Jr. as their head coach, they have now named an interim coach. It will be top assistant Brian Keefe. Wes Unseld Jr. was 77 and 130 in his two and a half years as head coach. And now Brian Keefe will be the interim head coach for the rest of the season. There it is, your breaking news. It's a brutal business. Wes Unseld out, one of his assistants. Brian Keefe takes over as the head coach for the rest of the season for the Washington Wizards. We'll switch over from the Wizards to the Washington Capitals, who lost last night as Dylan Strom joins us. Like he does every week, he is the Caps' leading scorer. He's brought to you by C.D. Shanahan's Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing, quality and comfort you can rely on. Good morning, Dylan. Good morning, guys. How are you guys doing? Hey, man. What's up, Strom? Oh, you don't sound good. Normally, mm-hmm. there's so much chip. chip uh, well, he's tired, man. Yeah. <laughs> What's well, up? After three losses in a row, it, it, uh, sometimes uh, sometimes you get a little bit down, but that's all right. We got one more left before the break, and uh, we're going to get two points out of it. And we should also congratulate you. A milestone last night, 400 NHL games played. Pretty nice. That's very nice. Two goals. Congratulations. That's yeah, right. I, want, I want to ask you about the two goals thing. And I'm asking you to be selfish here, okay? I'm asking you to be transparent. You want to win every game. And you'd rather win and not score. But if you're going to lose, at least you get, at least you potted a couple. Right? Can you get any yeah. solace in it? Like, privately? Like, at least I didn't play like butt. <laughs> I mean... Obviously, you want to, you want to win. Um, you know, I feel like you know you're still going out there at the end of the day and and, and trying to help your team win, no matter you know, matter if of it's course. five nothing or one one in the game. So you're obviously trying to score. You're obviously trying to do the best for the team. Um, in the first goal, I made it four one with like you know twelve or thirteen minutes left. We had a couple chances after that where where we were trying to get a good push. So um, you know, obviously, you want to go out there and and do whatever you can to, like I said, to help the team and and you know whether that may be. I'm um, on the penalty kill power play late in the game, early in the game. So, um, you know, we're all hockey players, all trying to score goals out there. So uh, it's, it's always nice to, to get a couple. Yeah. Dylan, I know you don't care as much about the individual accomplishments, but I want to figure out if you figured something out this year because I was looking at your career. Mm-hmm. The most goals you ever scored was a couple seasons ago. You scored uh, 22 with Chicago. You scored 23 uh, last year. With the Capitals, you're at 18 through 46 games. You're going to shatter your own personal record for goals in a season, and your shooting percentage is the highest ever. Did you figure something out this year? Like, why has there been this market improvement? Um, no, I mean, I think just playing with good players, and and uh, you know, our team obviously isn't scoring a lot of goals, and um, I feel like just you know, being on the power play, being on the net front, I think. Uh, when when your team's not scoring goals, you're trying to get to the net as much as you can because that's where uh, that's where good things usually happen. And um, just been trying to get there on the power play and trying to have some success uh, wherever I can. So um, I've been playing with great players. I've been getting lots of lots of great passes. And and uh, you know, I'm not sure for whatever reason this year. Uh, you know, I'm not, I don't know the last time I I had a season. Um, you know, where I had more goals and assists. But um, you know, sometimes that happens. And and uh, no, uh, I'm uh, you know I'm thankful that I get to play with great players and and the pucks have been going in so hopefully I can I can keep it up and and I can get some uh, maybe in the first period when they when they matter a little bit more. By the way, how scary is that Avalanche team and they're firing on all cylinders like they were yeah. last night? McKinnon pots four, he leads the league 
with 82 points. And by the way, his teammate, Miko Ratanen, has 65 points. Two two guys in the top five in scoring. Yeah, they were, uh, you know, they obviously accounted for all five of their goals. They're, they're top three players. Um, and their top three players have, I think, you know, 30 or 40 more points than the next closest guy on their team. So, um, you know, they, they made it hard on us. They were great in the power play. Um, Makar short, scored a shorthanded goal that kind of, hurt us a lot at the end of the first period and um you know they capitalized on their chances in the second uh they obviously got three goals pretty quickly there i think it was like six minutes and and whatever seconds so you know when that happens you're you're kind of uh you're you're up against it pretty good and and uh i actually thought we played pretty good in the second period and and battled our way back and and uh, got some momentum so hopefully we can uh, kind of bring that bring that into uh into dallas I want to ask you a broad question. I'm curious, and just kind of your perspective as a player, a professional. You've been around a while. You get a family full of you know hockey guys. When how how important is the coach to you and your personal play? Like, do you lock in on everything the coach says, or does it not even matter who the coach is? You're just going to kind of do your thing. How important is it to your success or failure? Well, I think it's, I think it's in hockey, I think it's hugely important. I think, um, you know, there's a lot of systems in hockey that, you know, if one guy's kind of off or, or not on the right, right page, I think it, mm-hmm. it can mess a lot of things up. Um, simple things like, you know, when they set up behind their net and, uh, you know, we're in our, we're in our trap breakout, they call it. So they're mm-hmm. behind their net and we got one guy, you know, usually that's just around the top of the circles and then two guys behind them and then two guys behind them for, for our D. And, you know, if, if, the first guy's supposed to do something, he doesn't do it. Um, the next two guys are kind of, it's kind of like a trickle down effect. So I think in that sense, when you're, when you're not all on the same page, I think, um, you know, I think that's where a coach comes in into play where you, where you got to know your systems. Um, and also the coach is the one that controls the ice time. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, not really like, uh, you know, other sports where it's not as, you know, change on the fly as much as uh, some other sports. So, you know, your your coach obviously determines who's up next and who, and who's going next. So I think in that sense, in both those senses, where the systems and and uh, you know ice time, I think um, you know I think uh, coach is huge. Dylan, we're out of time. Uh, thanks for joining us. Best of luck in the next one, man. We'll talk to you next week. No problem. Thanks a lot. All guys. right. Yep. Thanks, buddy. Good luck in Dallas. Still in Strom. Brought to you by C.D. Shanahan's Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Quality and comfort you can rely on. I just know nothing about. I mean, I've been watching the Caps my whole life. Whatever, but I, I never played. And from where I sit, I can't tell. Does the coach say, okay, line two, line three here? Like he taps do, them sometimes, right? I don't even know. Yeah. Or do they already they, just, they, or do they they just line know? up together? I thought they just knew. Yeah. I mean, they start off with their pairings. Right. But then once they start going, you know, they yeah. make adjustments on the mm-hmm. fly. So I just wish I knew more. <laughs> do you know, Hanks? It's very confusing to me how they yeah. all like are out on the ice at the same time. And well, like, how one, they know who I, it's your turn? I don't know. Hey, it's, real it's, quick. It sounds eight. like the coach is must calling be an it out. I don't know. Real don't quick, let's yeah. hook up caller number 10 with tickets to go see Nikki Glazer, the Good Girl Tour, Friday, June 21st at Warner Theater. Tickets are on sale now. For tickets and more event info, visit thefandc.com slash events. That's courtesy of Live Nation. 10th caller at 800-636-1067 is the number. B. Mitch and Finley up next. Here on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.